0: I'm Steven Adams, this is down to Doug, I'm I'm miffed and peeved, that's not the words, what do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinus. I'm not miffed and peeved, I'm about to dunk, I'm not miffed and peeved, hello, I'm Alex Sabrinus. I'm not
1: miffed and peeved, I'm down to dunk. I'm Steven Adams, I'm not miffed and peeved, I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today, as always on Wednesdays, my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning! So the Thunder uh they stomped the Detroit Pistons. I mean absolutely Don't. embarrassed them. Uh what what are some of your thoughts from that game before we there's some quick thoughts on that game because it's been it's been a few days and we have another game tonight
1: yeah well a, a couple of thoughts one their defense it's given me some flashbacks Andrew to the 2016 playoffs that's really do you remember there were moments during that 2016 playoffs where that defense just looked so crazy because everyone was so active there were arms flying everywhere they were getting all these deflections they were jumping in passing lanes everyone was so active and that's what this team is reminding me of Mm -hmm. at least on the defensive side and it's just crazy to me how much their identity has changed in one year without significant changes to the roster and I don't know we actually have a question about this later on but I don't know if it was just Melo leaving like obviously his attitude for better or worse probably for worse infected this team last year and they kind of followed his lead and now this year it's just so infectious and I don't know if it's because there's guys like Ferguson and Noel who are basically like you know fighting to stay in the league at some level you know like Ferguson's trying to prove himself Mm -hmm. and you you have guys like Diallo there's just like so many guys who never give up on any play and are always active on the defensive end it's just really fun to watch like this team seems like they can lock down anyone
0: yeah and Paul George has been a huge part of that too he has he's been so so good on the defensive end this season and so even Russell, Russell hasn't been engaged every single game, but he was at least engaged against Reggie Jackson, because he just <laughs> wants wants to be engaged against Reggie Jackson. So, uh, yeah, that performance was nearly flawless. I think there was like a couple Deontay Burton backdoors, but like beyond that, it was like almost a flawless defensive performance from them. You know, Blake's <laughs> Blake's offensive game is so ugly; like he just throws stuff up and it just goes in. Um, And he was really the only thing they had going. Uh, Steve just absolutely dominates Andre Drummond and has since they were in high school. Just absolutely kills him. Uh, And so that's always fun to watch. And then the other thing would
1: be that I think we are. I think I'm hoping we are reaching the national media tipping point with this team. (laughs) I think we are. I think. okay. so I was watching. I watched the uh, I watched the game last night because I didn't get to see it two nights ago. Okay. so i I bought it for a dollar 99 and i was watching the pistons feed and on their introduction they're talking about how the pistons are on this winning streak yep. and then and then they say but standing in their way is russell westbrook and the searching oklahoma city thunder What? I was like what? what searching for what
0: what does that mean
1: that's something you say about a team that like has lost their way and is trying to figure things out i don't I don't know what's happening. Why, why is no one recognizing how good this team is? <laughs> I, I'm just wondering who is going to write the first big national OKC article. Who will be brave enough, Andrew? Courageous enough to write about the number one defense in the league. Will anyone dare to write about this team? <laughs> Andrew, let me list off the best teams in terms of net rating. Okay, And think, think about how many words have been spilled about these teams Mm -hmm. how many podcast segments have been recorded about these teams listen to these teams milwaukee bucks everyone's writing about the bucks toronto raptors oh everybody every day i have to read about the raptors denver nuggets god the nuggets get so much love then you go to the thunder they're the fourth they're in the fourth spot then you have the golden state warriors they've been written about a lot probably for bad reasons then you have the la clippers everyone loves the clippers and then the Celtics, who are being written about, probably for bad reasons too. But all those teams, they've all been written about a ton. I, I still haven't read like a really good, hey, what changed with the Thunder this year? That's kind of interesting. Is no one interested in the fact that this team looks dramatically different <laughs> than they did from last year without any really major changes?
0: <laughs> uh, apparently not. But I yesterday, there were several national podcast that talked about the thunder who the starters talked about the thunder for a nice segment um they talked about them on the ringer but (laughs) this is so funny they referred to andre roberson as anthony roberson (laughs) they said their defense is number one in the league even without anthony roberson (laughs) i was just like okay (laughs) that's well Will that just continue on forever, where people just do not say his name correctly? It's amazing. Like he's been in the league for uh, how long? He's been in the league since 2013. Like he's he's been in the league five years, and people still don't know how to pronounce his name.
1: I think it would have. He had a chance to change that narrative last year if he had stayed healthy, because he would have been on all these award ballots, and so people would be forced to talk about him more regularly. Mm -hmm. But when when he's not out there a lot people just forget who he is apparently they even forget his first name right <laughs> very sad for him
0: it's sad yeah and that's that's like the discussion is man the thunder defense is good even without anthony Roberson. like that's what everybody says that's like there, the I, discussion it doesn't get well, more nuanced than that those podcasts may have talked about them andrew but
1: i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna rest until zach Lowe does a nice little piece
0: on this hey zach Lowe likes jeremy
1: grant yeah i don't want a little bullet andrew i want a full story (laughs) i mean on the other hand first of all it's really fun to just act like this um it'd be annoying so i don't really care and it's also kind of cool that they are flying under the radar Mm -hmm. um there's just like no attention to this team which is actually kind of nice because they've just kind of gotten to do their thing which admittedly they're in like the easy part of their schedule and if they were if they were having like national tnt espn games all the time and winning them they would be getting some of this love
0: yeah i I think it's going to take them winning some bigger games and their schedule is still just a cakewalk at least for the time being you know they play the nets tonight like the, the the nets are pretty good. Like they have lost a ton of games in a row, but they, they still, this game feels a little bit like a trap. And I, like Royce has talked about this, that, you know, they're in New York for two nights and you know, the nets are kind of a frisky team. So like tonight is a little bit of a trap game, but then they play Chicago on December 7th. And then, uh, they come back home on December 10th. They play Utah. That's kind of a big one. Um, although Utah still, i guess they they killed the spurs last night but the spurs just might not be good and then they get they go uh utah pelicans denver clippers and both of those
1: are espn the pelicans in denver
0: okay so pelicans and denver are espn yeah they've they've got to win they gotta win both those games to be honest
1: yeah the denver one would be really nice
0: and then they have a back-to-back with the clippers Mm, So they play at Denver and then at home against the Clippers on December 15th. How good are the Clippers?
1: You know, I, well, I'm going to talk about that later. So (laughs) hold that thought. Okay. Um, Man, I just realized, I just, I'd forgotten that we get to play the Rockets on Christmas.
0: (laughs) That is such a gift.
1: (laughs) Wow. That could be, that could be fun or horrible, but I'm, I'm excited.
0: I think it'll be fun. The Rockets. I mean, we could we actually. This kind of plays into our next segment.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I have. A, I'm debuting a brand new segment. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people, uh, at least ten people, will enjoy. <laughs> it is called Rockets Insider. I am here, your Rockets Insider, Al Baby Cakes. I have spent the time. I've spent the hours culling through all of the our reddit subreddit rockets post and i've i've come back to you with my my favorite comments with my favorite posts some great rocket stats just for all you hate watchers out there you guys you guys are going to love some of these some of these are funny some of these are real i have a i have a game for you andrew as part of this so the first one is a stat that someone posts they post this after every game now as you remember last year the Rockets' big three of CP3, Harden, and Capella, when they played, they were fifty and five together, oh, yeah. which speaks to how good they are. Also speaks to how many injuries they had last year with those guys. This year, that same big three is ten and five, so oh. still good, but they've already reached the loss amount that they had last year. So that's a that's a big oh boy, Andrew. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. So as you saw, Mark Stein reported that the Suns' Trevor Ariza is seen by rival teams Mm -hmm. at the top of the list of players who will be made available via trade after December 15th, league sources say. And this is very exciting to hear because I was a little afraid that Ariza was going to get bought out and then he'd go back to the Rockets. Mm -hmm. If they trade him, it makes it a lot tougher. For the Rockets to get them, because they would essentially have to trade either Brandon Knight, which they aren't allowed to do, or they would have to trade Eric Gordon just to match salaries, which yeah. they're not going to do. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this guy uh, <laughs> on the Rockets subreddit, this was the the trade he threw out two days ago. Okay, see see what you think about this one. <laughs> he suggested Areza and Isaiah Cannon for okay. Brandon Knight, Mello, and Marquise Chris. Now let's talk about uh why that doesn't work well isaiah cannon was uh actually waived by he the was. suns back on november 28th <laughs> Right. <laughs> you can't trade uh Brandon knight and marquise chris back to the suns and also even if you could why would the suns do this <laughs> right. you're basically giving back their bad players that they clearly didn't want and you're throwing in mellow like they're gonna be like oh oh carmel acing <laughs> anyone to- a- anyone in the league could have mellow right now we get to print some mellow jerseys yeah yeah so he he threw out that trade and then said uh hey how does how does that salary line up
0: <laughs> and no one responded to him that's um, a really that's a really funny trade and it's really funny that it is the Suns because they just they made that trade like your garbage for my garbage type of trade and now right. like there's yeah I can, yeah and, I, I just can't imagine them being like yeah we'll we'll take back brandon knight and then if you're brandon knight and marquise chris like how do you how are you supposed to feel right
1: yeah so i I, i'm I'm excited though because i'm excited that that because i do think someone probably will trade for ariza he's on a one-year deal Mm -hmm. and that keeps him away from houston which is ultimately what i'm what i'm all about um okay so this next one (laughs) okay this guy's post i thought this was a really good encapsulation of the rocket season he said do we really need to make a deadline move okay this is this was his thought he said hear me out Yeah, the Rockets are 11-11, far from the ideal start, but we've had many injuries. He then goes on to list his ideal 10-man depth chart. Okay, so listen to this. Starting lineup, CP3, Harden, Ennis, Tucker, and Capella. Sounds pretty good. We all agree with that. His bench, Eric Gordon, Brandon Knight, Nene, Gerald Green. And then in the last spot, Andrew, which I think really sums up this Rocket season beautifully, in parentheses because he's scared to say it, (laughs) the poster writes, i think we should take a flyer on anthony bennett
0: no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anthony bennett what yeah th- they're, they're just all about these like theoretical players at this point
1: oh my gosh and one of their theoretical players which we were talking about right before we started recording daniel house was just waived he was cut yeah i suppose now there's some there's some thought that what they're actually going to do is they're about to sign gary clark to a long-term deal and then mm-hmm. daniel house will get his two-way contract and by doing all this they will open up a roster spot that's like the end goal because people think there's going to be a trade within the next week and uh people are suspecting kent Bazemore. that's that's my that's my insider info <laughs> as a rockets insider
0: <laughs> kent Bazemore for kent Bazemore is not that good <laughs> i think they're going to be very disappointed
1: He's not, but we will people will talk themselves into him very quickly.
0: Yeah, am I'm I'm sure. He makes okay, so $18 now, million dollars. That's how, a lot of money. How do the Rockets even do that one?
1: Uh it would it would have to involve Brandon Knight and it would probably involve a first round pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for Kent Basemore. For Kid Basemore.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh okay, this one. This is a little trivia for you, Andrew, because okay. I actually did not remember this. Um, And they were talking about this player who used to play on the Rockets. Okay, so I'm going to describe him and see if you can guess who it is. So Mm -hmm. on July 13th, 2013, the Rockets signed this undrafted player to a multi-year contract. Mm -hmm. This player was sent to the D League where he made the D League All-Star game and won the MVP award after scoring 33 points, 22 of which came in the final six minutes of the game. I know you're a big D League All-Star guy. (laughs) <laughs> this player would later be named the D-League Rookie of the Year after averaging 23-9 and 9 with 2.4 steals per game. That's a little hint there. Okay. This player then spent the summer league training camp and preseason with the Rockets, but was eventually waived on October 27th, 2014, never to be seen on the Rockets again. Do you have any guesses who that might be? I think I know exactly who this is. Robert Covington. It is. I had forgotten that mm-hmm. they were his first team. Yeah, that was Robert Covington's first team. All these people, I don't know why this guy brought it up out of the blue. He just bought, brought it up in a random thread, like uh, Maury's worst deal was still letting Robert Covington go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Covington's good. He's been yeah. he's been really good for Minnesota. That and
1: man, he would this obviously this current version of Robert Covington is exactly oh. what they're missing. Like when you talk about Ariza pl- replacements, like he would be. He's better
0: perfect. than Ariza today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow, you knew that right off the top of your head. So smart. (laughs) Yeah, it would would be like if the Thunder let Deontay Burton go. We just watch Um, him just flourish. Yeah, just like that. Don't don't joke, man. Don't joke. (laughs) You're the one
1: joking. I'm not not joking. (laughs) Okay, this next one I thought was pretty funny. Title of the post: Counterfactual. Could Donatas Montaunas been as good for the Rockets as Nikola Jokic is for Denver? (laughs) (coughs)
0: okay oh that's a good one
1: uh all right so now we move on to the game thread i just have a few more of these Mm -hmm. game thread from the rockets most recent game which was a 12 point loss to the wolves in a game where the rockets once led by 19 so people were not happy and there were some people that were throwing some shade and i really enjoyed it i really agreed with them so this first guy he says uh the fact grandpa nene, i like that nickname grandpa Nene is getting minutes and people are crying for brandon knight to make a difference is not a good sign for this roster which i think we we'd agree with and then another rockets fan replied saying exactly but i bet daryl morey was on social media all day long talking about chess to tell everybody how smart he is oh i like that what a slam what a (laughs) slam okay so then Somebody says, and this is going back to the Clippers, they say, I think I'd rather have Lou, Harrell, Beverly, and the first rounder, which I had kind of forgotten what the Clippers got back mm-hmm. in that CP3 trade. Right. It's kind of wild. Lou Williams, Montres Harrell, Patrick Beverly, and a first that they flipped into Danilo
0: Gallinari. Yeah. That's that was a, a pretty good deal. <laughs> a really good deal. The Clippers aren't even close to being the team that they, that they are today without that trade yeah like that that's just insane depth they got four rotation pieces for chris paul and as bad as chris has been so far this season maybe he gets better maybe he gets healthier as the season goes along but i mean so far it's it's concerning how bad he's been i mean if you're if you're wanting to find why the rockets are so bad part of it is the wing depth but a huge piece of it is that chris paul's either been hurt or just hasn't played very well
1: and and Chris Paul, I don't know if you've seen his recent quotes, he's thrown out some like mellow quotes circa 2017, where he's like, I'm not really worried. Oh, it's not boy. a big deal. And then he said, I still don't think anyone can beat us four out of seven times.
0: Yeah, that's that's when you know that you're on the back on the backslide when you're saying stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And then my know. last uh, my last post here was a conspiracy theory that I I really like because this is something that I kind of thought this summer which is somebody said, I'm starting to think that Daryl Morey hates working under Tillman and is looking to be fired. (laughs) Oh. Because there was a point this summer when they were making all these moves and it kind of seemed like a lot of them were just to save money. Yeah. And then you learn about this Tillman guy and apparently he kind of is notorious for running like cheap casinos and cheap hotels. Oh, really? Okay. And you just start to wonder like, how much of this is being driven by the owner who is yeah. brand new and paid a lot of money for this team, and we don't know how much he has in the coffers, ready to throw out? Um, obviously, he okayed the Chris Paul deal, mm-hmm. um, so he has some money. But yeah, I, I just I think that owner dynamic is really interesting in Houston. I'd love
0: to read more about it. I haven't read a lot about it.: Yeah, I mean, ownership matters so much for nba teams like you, you've seen it with the kings all these years like why are the kings bad well their owner wants to you know medal in everything <coughs> and the, the thunder like the thunder have good ownership and i know people want to talk about the james harden deal but the thunder have a good ownership group they're solid um the fact and, that you
1: never hear from them is the best part of yeah. them
0: and they're at every game I and mean, i see right them walking through the tunnel they're sitting on the sidelines and, and whatnot i mean like they're it's a it's a solid group and i think that it really does matter because they they do drive where your team is headed like if the rockets said you know what spend whatever you want to keep this team together I and mean, a is probably there maybe they don't resign on bob Mute, but maybe they go get somebody else and actually use their mid-level exception so
1: yeah and none of this still explains to me why they went after the guys that they did go after
0: yeah because
1: um, <laughs> there were other free agents but who knows i i do worry andrew that i'm tempting fate i feel like i'm tempting the karma gods i feel like you are too (laughs) (laughs) but on the other hand andrew the rockets have been very good for two years they've been better than the thunder and we finally have surpassed them who knows if it's temporary temporary who knows if it's going to be long term but we
0: have to enjoy it while it's here okay we have to this 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 segment will take place as long as the thunder have a better record than the rockets
1: yeah and when the rockets if they do get better i'm gonna shut up and you won't hear about the rockets anymore (laughs) (laughs) it'll be like i never said anything
0: (laughs) oh but you know what we should say everything about ah the the it's the mule the mule (laughs) I always I always worry. I never know if it's going to be the press or the mule. It'll be the mule through through the end of the year for sure. Whew, okay, so, okay, now I know. <laughs> so now when I ask weird questions to you, you'll know the answer. Uh, you've got to go down to the mule. It's at 16th and Blackwell. They're in the Plaza District near downtown OKC. Okay, it's just a cool spot. It's a cool place to go. They've got a really nice bar. They've got obviously great grilled cheese sandwiches. A really good one is the Cortez. Uh, jalapeno cornbread, braised short ribs, pepperoncino cheese, grilled jalapeno, caramelized onion, and spicy aioli. It is super good. You can get their French fries that are seasoned just right. You can get their onion rings that are delicious, or you can go with the seasonal side, which is always good. not exactly sure what it is, but I'm telling you, it's good every time. It's always creative, very fresh. Uh, Support the people that support down to Dunk, and go to The Mule. Okay, we asked for Twitter questions for today. We're going to fire through as many of these as we can. If we don't get to your question, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is from at Miguel Devella 25 How often, Alex, do you visit the Rocket's Reddit page in one day?
1: Listen, listen, that's not important, all right? <laughs> Just accept what I'm offering up. Don't question how I get it. Don't question how many hours I spend. Don't question how I respond to my wife when she's like, what have you been doing for the past two hours? You're not even watching the game. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy
0: it. Uh, uh, Cody McChicken underscore. Forget the two seed. How about the one seed? How about it? It's, uh, Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, it's certainly possible with the way the Warriors have played and they seem to not really care about getting the first seed this season. I think that they're going to sit guys out, you know, probably longer than they need to. And, you know, the one seed will be up for grabs. And so I don't think the Clippers are going to hang there this whole time. You look at their net rating, you look at where their defensive rating is. I just don't see that as a profile for a number one seed. Maybe Denver could be the number one seed. I mean, that's certainly possible. Uh, But I think the Thunder do have a shot at it.
1: And that's why this upcoming game against Denver is so important. Like if they are going to get the one seed, they need to win that game Mm -hmm. because they've already have one loss to them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, I think they need to, they've got to win some of these games against these better teams. They they just need to start doing that. Uh, From at Ben underscore Burke 10, is this the funnest Thunder team with the funnest collection of players that we as fans have ever observed?
1: So I originally read this question as funniest, Oh, Thunder Team, and I was like, "What wh- is it funny?" I guess maybe it is. And I started going back through old rosters, like, "Well, I guess he was kind of funny." And <laughs> I was trying to like be really scientific about it, you
0: know. <laughs> I don't, I don't have any conclusions, by the way. <laughs> I, I think the 2010 team was still; those first years were still so fun because, like, we had nothing to lose. Like, they weren't supposed to be doing any of that, you know that that season where they won 50 games and then play the Lakers in the playoffs, I think is one of the more fun seasons.
1: Yeah. I think what this team has going for it is last season. Like the fact that that is in our rearview mirror, um, because this version of the team is kind of what we were hoping to see last year. Mm-hmm. Like just, just a cohesive team. It's all coming together with the star power finally surrounding Russell Westbrook. And it seems to have happened, and so mm-hmm. that that makes it very fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably the most fun, like whole team, probably since those early years. Because I mean, even the twenty sixteen team wasn't super fun during the regular season because they couldn't beat anybody that was any good, right? And so that that team was frustrating during the regular season, and then they just took off during the playoffs, and that was super fun. But like during the regular season, this may be one of the more fun teams because I mean, right now. They they're still missing several players, and the guys that are stepping in, you're like, oh, I love to watch that guy play. Like, I love to watch Deontay Burton play. You know, Terrence Ferguson is is a fun player, even though he never shoots the basketball. You know, it's just, it's a it's a fun cast of characters, certainly, compared to I mean, compared to last year. I mean, you look at the end of the roster last year, and it was just so bad. I mean, there are so That's many gross. just non NBA guys on that team, and at the time, I don't know that we realized it. But I mean, you had Kyle Singler on the team. You had Dakari Johnson. You had Josh Hustis. Uh, Daniel Hamilton was on that on the bench from time to time. PJ Dozier was one of their two A guys. I mean, it was you know Nick Collison. You know, God bless Nick Collison, but he was not an NBA player last year. Um, it was there was a lot of guys that just were not and do not belong in the NBA, and pretty much all those guys are gone now.
1: Yeah, I think there was a point last year where I tweeted out. This was like in February, but it was after the Robertson uh, injury. And I, I honestly tweeted out, like, I think we should try singler again.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> like, we,
1: <laughs> this is before Corey Brewer. Like, we
0: had run out of options, seemingly.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, let's just maybe he, maybe something happened. <laughs>
0: maybe right. a switch flipped. Well, even bring up Mello in that conversation, too. Not that he. Isn't an NBA player today because I think he is, but as far as like his willingness to play a certain role, like it just wasn't there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and like we talked about, he kind of infected this team with his attitude, which was cool. We all thought it was super cool at the time. It was time. cool. <laughs> it was
0: cool. It was cool. But I don't know if it was the best thing for this team. I mean, that's maybe the understatement of the year.
1: <laughs> well, we didn't get to see it play out. Okay. That was year I don't know one, Andrew. Will, I don't right. know we'll never know. was the
0: best thing. Uh, at steve Utah, I think we need a down-to-dunk, smart-guy, NBA... Hold on. Down-to-dunk, smart-NBA-guy, player-of-the-week award. It is, it is both ridiculous in name and purpose. Do you have any candidates? I mean... I mean, Pascal Siakam is probably, it may just need to be called the Pascal Siakam Award. Right. He, he
1: probably needs to win the inaugural award so that we at least recognize him. I think
0: that, yeah. And we can do this every week where we give smart player, but I think it's got to go to Pascal because everybody, everybody just loves him. And he's he had an incredible week. He's so good. He's just, he's so good. I cannot, comp- I literally cannot comprehend it.
1: I wish they had like, I think they have this thing called the Q rating. Am I making that up for like media members about like how hot they are? Yeah. Okay. Here. Oh, the Q score measurement of familiarity and appeal of a brand. I think oh. they should do that with NBA players because I think Siakam would have a really good Q score right now. <laughs> People he are would. talking about
0: him. People are talking about him. Uh, and I feel, I feel a little bit bad because it's like, he's good. He's obviously good
1: yeah it's deserved it's just weird how it does feel a little group thinky yeah. just because it's coming from everyone all at the same time
0: yeah i mean he's averaging 14.8 points per game 6.4 rebounds per game i mean if you just read twitter and didn't watch the games or didn't look at the stats you'd be like man pascal siakam he's got to be averaging close to 30 points per game by now right yeah honestly even like 18 points a game would be like oh yeah yeah you know, in, lo- in, in the Raptors' losses, Pascal Siakam scores 18 points per game, but in wins, he scores 14 points per game. Mm, so how, so to... how important are those four points? Probably not that important. That's all I have to say. Mm. Wow.
1: <laughs> you win. Siakam play- deep dive there.
0: <laughs> you win Player of the Week for Smart NBA Guys, whatever the title was, Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I think that is a good segment, though. We'll have to keep keep your keep your ears open. No, Got to uh, keep
1: your ears to the ground.
0: Keep your ear to the ground. Okay. Next question from Matt, Mao twenty seven underscore. What do y'all think about two Pat? Is he just in a slump, or or he can't shoot anymore? Andrew, I did a stats deep dive for this. Okay.
1: Listen to this. So we're all freaking out because he's in the slump. He shot twenty eight percent from three in November. No doubt about it. The guy's in a slump. But he has had a month like this almost every single season. So I went back. I ignored October and April since those are the months where teams don't play a lot of games. Listen to these percentages. Last year, in February, Tupac shot 27.6% from three for that month. The year before that, his last year in Toronto, in February, Tupac shot 26.3% from three. The year before that, in December... Tupac shot 25.8 percent from three like this is what he does mm-hmm. so let's wait and see what december looks like he shot 38 percent in october yep. you know in a couple games he's oh for one right now in december but I'm, I'm still keeping the faith for another month because this is kind of what he does and if maybe hey maybe if we can get this really bad month out of the way then he'll be better the rest of the year yeah you get, it, listen to that
0: positivity Honestly, this is just—he's a—he's a five million dollar player. He's Patrick Patterson. There's there's just way too much attention placed on this guy, to be honest. Like he—he's missed a lot of shots. Yes, he's going to make shots. He's a shooter. He, guys get in slumps. This happens to a lot of guys. He's going to come out of it. He's going to shoot between thirty five and thirty eight percent from three on the season. Like it's like it's almost inevitable. So I I don't know. I think there's too much too much attention. Paid toward to Pat, and and they're going to need him when he
1: finally does regress to his mean. Yeah, um, he's going to eventually start making shots because that's just what happens, mm-hmm. and it'll be great because this team's going to look even better.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back. This you don't know that we're back, but this is the middle of the show. But I've, I've since had to leave my house, take one of my kids to school, and now I'm I'm on location. For down to dunk right now in public. So if the sound is different, if you hear uh, blenders and people talking and things like that, just ignore them. If you hear light Christmas music in the background, just enjoy it and don't worry about it.
1: You uh, should do a you should do a shout out, like you're on a remote, like you're Alish <laughs> back in Traber.
0: <laughs> right, I've got all these people that don't know who I am. Yeah, hey, we're out here. We're out here at Starbucks. <laughs> we're out here at the Starbucks on <laughs> Northwest Expressway of <in> MacArthur. <laughs> um, okay, the next question is from At Always and Forever Art. What is your personal percent chance that the Thunder move forward with the roster we have today at the trade deadline? Number one, defense. The shooting has to get better based on the history of Tupat, Abrinas, Russ, and Paul George shooting averages. Do we mess with it all? Question mark.
1: Andrew, you already know my answer because it was my bold prediction. It was. No moves, no signings, and I'm sticking with it.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder, I just wonder if at some point ray felton's like hey listen deal me to somebody else so i can play where i don't know like some t- like charlotte somebody needs a backup point guard ah the return hmm you yeah i mean it's,
1: it's possible yeah i mean definitely an end of the bench move it'll be something minor it won't we be overanalyze
0: right it will be something minor that won't matter honestly i think may. i mean they may do a favor for somebody they might do a favor for felton they might do a favor for tlc just to get them to a roster where they can play. Um, yeah. But other than that, I just don't see the need to make a, a move to make the team better. It would have to be like a major upgrade, like some sort of steel trade. Like I don't know what that would be, though. I, I like what they have, and I think that you know the veterans that they have, I know people hate on 2Pat, we just talked about that, but he could be an effective player. Uh, I think they still want to see what they have in Abrinas because he's a restricted free agent. Uh, And then they have these young wings. And I think that there's really no reason to, to make a deal at this point uh, because they're having such success. Now, if they somehow fall off a cliff or there's an injury that requires a trade, I think we might see it. But as everything stands today, I just don't see the point. I think that developing this team's chemistry and developing the young players should be more of a priority.
1: I do have an idea for a trade, though, uh, coming up. One of these questions.
0: Okay. Is it an Ariza one? Uh, no, it's not. What do you think about that? Everybody asks about Ariza to KC. How,
1: how, how do you get him? Because it's a $15 million contract.
0: I mean, the easiest way to do it is just swap him and Schroeder. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. Get I out would, of here. I wouldn't either. That's something that was talked about, like, preseason, that I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But, like truder has been way better than anybody thought he would be for OKC, and fits in well next to Russell. So oh, I wouldn't do that. You could do, you could do like Robertson and Patterson. But I was going to say, would
1: you do? They don't want to. They're not going to take back that extra
0: money, that extra year of money, probably. Yeah, unless they value Robertson. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you could do Robertson and Patterson, or Robertson and Yeah. Would, yeah. you, would you do either one of those? No, no I wouldn't. Okay. Well,
1: I like Ariza. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think he's going to help some team. He's going to help someone more than the Nets. Um, uh, you know, I think he'd be. That is an interesting, like, Markel Fulch trade idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, But we'll, we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah. That's. I mean, they need Ariza more than the Thunder do. And obviously, it'd be great to have him. I mean, at that point, you probably start Ariza, and that starting lineup is pretty darn good. Yeah, um, but you only have him for a year. Maybe he likes it here. Resigns at you know something, you know, seven million a year, or something like that for three years. Three years, twenty one million, something like that. Um, I don't know. I really have no clue what what they would do. I'm sure the Thunder will look into it. I mean, here's the thing: like Sam Presti looks into everything. He will make the call, not thinking he can make the deal, but just to see, just to gauge interest in certain players. I mean, he may be gauging interest in Robertson at this point because when you have players like Ferguson and the defense is the number one defense, and you have Hamadou Diallo developing, I mean, the need for Andre is lessened. Um, but I uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think that they're doing that. But I'm just saying that it's not out of the possibility. But also, yeah. the trade value for a guy that has had three setbacks. On something that's critical to him and his knee, uh, it's, it's, I, I don't know that he has any. I mean, what, right. what team is willing to risk anything? I mean, the Suns, why, why would the Suns do that? Why would they want to bring him on? I just don't, I, don't, I wouldn't get that as, as a young team, to, to bring a veteran that's hurt badly onto your team to rehab him. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make a ton of sense.
1: Yeah, it would probably take a pick, and I don't want to do that either
0: yeah no agreed agreed okay uh okay this is from at the underscore sternlicht who are your top five teams for kd next season considering both being the face of the franchise while also being able to realistically compete right away
1: well i'm feeling pretty strongly about my number one now which i wouldn't have said this before the season as my number one but i think it's the clippers
0: Yeah, it could be. I think the
1: Clippers make the most sense in terms of having potential cap space this summer. Mm -hmm. And they've already shown that they're deep and that they have a good team. Now, a lot of those guys are on expiring deals, so they're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. But he would definitely be the face of the franchise. He'd be in a major market still. Mm -hmm. It'd be a lot of good KD versus LeBron being in the same city. Yeah. I I like that fit. Um, And then other ones I was thinking about, you know, the Nets... I don't know if there are rosters there, but he would definitely be the face of the franchise and be a big uh, big market. What about what about the Dallas Mavericks?
0: Yeah. What do you think about that? I just think he sits down at a meeting with Mark Cuban and is like, okay, I'm done. Oh, you think he
1: would be turned off by Mark Cuban?
0: I do. I think everyone mm. probably is
1: at this point, right? <laughs> Probably. And then I threw in the, the Knicks just because people are saying that, even though I don't know. And then the yeah. Bulls. Yeah. Why is no one talking about the Bulls? I mean, it would be a longer term idea.
0: Yeah. They, they got some nice young pieces. Yeah. I, I don't know. People, people overwrite. overrate. very dysfunctional. People overwrite nice young pieces. Like we're seeing that with the Lakers right now. Cause everyone's like, Oh, Brandon Ingram is going to be a potential all-star, blah, blah, you know, no, no, but Andrew, these
1: nice young pieces are, are the ones, these are the ones that are going to turn out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the time. (laughs) Right. No, I think it's, I think it's a team like the Clippers make a ton of sense because they're like a win now team with the age of everybody on their roster. Um, and they, they'll have cap space to spend even beyond if they sign Durant, too. So, I mean, like, there's there's a lot of suitors. And still, I'm not saying this because I think it will happen. I'm saying this because people keep saying it to me. Is that, like, don't count the thunder out. So, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Those those people need to shut up because they're, <laughs> they're driving me crazy, Andrew. Okay. I'm just, uh, yeah. I agree. It drives me crazy, too. But just all right whatever okay <laughs> kaiser roll 14 uh do you think the sam presti runs the thunder instagram account i i don't um this is from at can't do you have something to say about that
1: no what, what is their instagram account known for is it just really boring <laughs> I, I, i'm not on instagram
0: i don't know it's i i mean i see i don't know i don't know what they're known for just being a NBA A team account. I don't know concrete memes. Hey, Derek James Kaiser, please let us know what you mean by that because I don't know what you mean. Uh, at cantankerous big, how much? Oh my gosh, I don't know what this is. Do you know what this is? <laughs>
1: yeah, but we kind of already talked about it. Schöiden fruit, Schöiden, Schöiden fruit.
0: How much Schöiden fruit is too much Schöiden <laughs> fruit? Is it too much? if i get butterfly tingles in my tummy when i see the jazz in houston game results um no it's not too much
1: it could be but listen we're gonna shut up when when those teams get good again we're just enjoying our time you know it's, karma gods can leave us alone just let us have a little fun
0: it's, it's a, part a big of it, deal part of nba fandom I really is yeah. for for everybody i mean i know that rockets fans probably got a huge kick out of last season with okc you know
1: oh it was probably great for them
0: because oh. we were suffering we were really suffering right yeah uh at old dirty math who was your favorite high school who was your favorite high school teacher oh what up miss cooch <laughs>
1: kathy cooch <laughs> <laughs> kathy cooch What it is
0: she was great yeah that's that's actually a good one uh, shout out, Coach Patton. Let me do whatever you wanted, whatever I wanted to do in your class. Because <laughs> he was
1: a Lakers fan,
0: it was fun. We yes, I just talked for with him about the NBA for like five minutes, and then I literally one time brought a toaster into his class um, <laughs> and toasted my pop tarts. Um, <laughs> at uh, let's see, so we've already answered this question. I'm not sure that there's a trade that needs to be made. Um. At no joy underscore one. Does, Hold on.
1: no, no, no. I have an answer for that.
0: Oh, you do. Okay. Is there a hole yeah. in the roster that Presti should be looking to address? If so, what position and play style?
1: Okay. So the answer is shooting, mm-hmm. but I, you really don't want to screw up the defense. You know, you don't want to bring in someone who's going to be a target in the playoffs. Kyle yeah, right. You don't, I don't I don't know if you really want that. And honestly, I don't know if you want to bring in another wing with yep. all these guys you have in the op- roster. So, I think my ideal target would be a stretch 4 okay. who is passable defensively. Okay. He's easily gettable. Okay. He maybe has gotten some DNP CDs lately. Uh-huh. He's on a cheap deal. Mhm. Do you know who I want, Andrew? Patrick Patterson? <laughs> the other version of him, the mirror version of him, Anthony Tolliver. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what he's on a one-year, five million-ish deal. Yeah, he's he's shooting over forty percent from three. He shot over forty percent last year. He's he's solid defensively. Yeah. Why not? What happens when he
0: starts it, missing shots for the Thunder?
1: No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's going to be different.
0: <laughs>
1: you would have to either trade a straight up which I know sounds crazy but if they don't think they're bringing a back next summer yeah maybe it makes more sense or you could do you'd have to trade like two Pat plus a pick like probably a second rounder or something or probably more than that because they would be taking back an extra year I just rather keep two Pat
0: okay wouldn't, fine wouldn't but I'm, uh, there's an idea I don't know I don't know I mean know. the age the age old Courtney Lee to the Thunder idea Ah, uh, still, yes. Still hanging still hanging out there. Yeah. I'm just trying to throw out a new name, you know, someone
1: that we can obsess about until it doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, from the same Twitter person, at NoJoy underscore one, does OKC making the second round of Western Conference finals make a difference to Noel to get him to accept the player option for 2019? The answer's no, because yeah. money. And if he can get even the taxpayer mid-level, like he's got to go get it. <laughs> I mean, he just has to. At this point, he's kind of fighting for his NBA career in a lot of ways. And so he needs to just go get as much money as possible. And that's probably why he won't return to the Thunder because someone will overpay for him, I would guess, um, and maybe give the full mid-level to him, which would be like between eight and $9 million. So uh, that would be my prediction for him. Is if he keeps playing like this, I think that he shows some value uh, maybe he wouldn't get the full mid level. Maybe he'd just get like the five million dollar taxpayer mid level. In which case, the Thunder might give that to him. You know, if if some other team's willing to give it to him, whoever it is, uh, the Thunder might say, "Yeah, we'll do that," because he's been he's been good for them. He's played he's played well. I want to see him play against uh, a team like Utah uh, here on the tenth of December. We'll get to see that. Uh, but I just want to see kind of what the difference is with him on the roster playing against these bigger squads. Uh, and we saw it. We saw it with, with Detroit. It's kind of hard to see, though, because Detroit was so bad in that game and Thunder were so good. It's hard to tell, like, how big of a difference he made, but he played so well in that game. So um, I, I want to see him against Utah, really.
1: Yeah, I, there's just going to be a lot of teams who could pay him as a backup center yeah. this summer. So
0: uh, at Johnny Ho 34, you talked a lot last year about how the team struggling might have raised Dre's confidence. Is there any worry that the opposite is happening this season between his setbacks and OKC's number one defense? Sounds like Johnny is accusing
1: Robertson of faking his injuries because he's so embarrassed by how good <laughs> OKC is defensively. <laughs> That's what uh, I read there. I uh, had,
0: <laughs> had this evulsion fracture, you guys.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to be exposed. That's what he's saying.
0: <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think that there is something to the fact that Dre is uh, a guy who probably thinks a little bit too much. Like Russell's probably a guy that doesn't think enough at times. And Dre is probably on the opposite end of that spectrum where he thinks a little bit too much. And you can see that on the court. Uh, I don't think it's like a bad, necessarily a bad thing, but I think that he can get in his own head a little bit. I think that's part of why his, he struggled at the free throw line so much is because he is just thinking too much. And so I think that there could be something to that because last season it did feel like, man, they need Robertson so badly. And now this season it's like, well, their defense is, is pretty good even without Anthony Roberson. So I, <laughs> I just, I just wonder if it, it, it could be a, it could be an issue. I don't think it's like a major issue because the Thunder would obviously give him minutes and give him a starting spot. The minute that he's healthy, uh, but you do have to wonder a little bit with Dre, and I mean honestly, I have to wonder with Dre about like the rest of his career a little bit because of how many setbacks he's had with this knee. It, it's super concerning to me.
1: Yeah, we, we got to wait and just see him play basketball again before we can really think about his future. But it's it's worth pondering just because they're so good defensively. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, what Thunder player would you most want in the dunk contest? This is from Johnny Ho as well. Ooh, ooh.
1: So you got, so got Hamadou. He's got, he's got like the perfect dunker's body. You know, compact, athletic. I'm sure he could do some really explosive dunks. You got Ferguson, who's got the long, lanky body type that sometimes looks cool dunking. <laughs> uh, probably mentioned Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy is a solid dunker. It's a powerful but dunker. A, but what about a <laughs> He's about to we, dunk. We, yeah, he has the drop we know he can dunk he's had some pretty good dunks Uh-huh. maybe he could do something like spanish inspired you know something cool dress up ray Felton in a matador costume <laughs> you know something fun like that <laughs> that
0: sounds so fun it does <laughs> um <laughs> i think i would go with diallo yeah me too i'd also like to see russell in it yeah yeah we've missed our chance with that the, uh, the remember when the league or when the the fans voted Rudy Fernandez over Russell Westbrook to be in the dunk contest? Uh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so you all lost your chance, NBA fans. You guys really screwed that up. God, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. Um, yeah, I think Diallo. I think that he he's the guy that he just, his athleticism is just off the wall. So I think that he could be a guy that could be super creative in a dunk contest. I think Ferg could be too. I just like it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see Hamadou Diallo win a dunk contest. I'd be shocked to see Terrence Ferguson win a dunk contest. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the personalities or whatever. But I just I could just see Hamadou Diallo being a dunk champion. He would be great. Yeah. Uh, next question. Is from at KPZ15. Is Alex Abrinus the most overrated knockdown shooter in the NBA? <laughs> the career and season numbers don't match that title.
1: I mean, my first reaction was to naturally def- defend Abrinas, but I do think that you should, you need to hit 40% for a season yeah. before you should be able to earn that title. Yeah. Before yeah. you're like mentioned with like a Kyle Corvez, who I think about as like a knockdown shooter. Mm hmm
0: yeah I, and I think what's gotten in the way is his health honestly uh if he could be healthy for a full season, I think that we would see him shoot forty percent uh, because he's he's capable of doing it but i I get where the question comes from it's not an unreasonable take, but I just think that he if we can get him healthy maybe he can't be maybe he's just a guy that's going to have these nicky ticky nicky neck ticky tech ticky tech injuries all the time I just don't um I think that's his major problem. That's the uh, to me that's the only thing getting in the way because his he does have the skills to make that happen. Uh, from Matt B Segetti twenty one, can we just take a second and talk about how good Nerlens has been? Incredible that he is barely he barely saw the floor for three years, but can step in for us and be successful
1: he's he's been great i mean he was one of my favorite players back in his second year because he missed his first year Mm um you know one of the one of the few guys who averaged two steals and two blocks over the season i just loved him on defense and his career's really gotten sad and so it's really nice to see him bounce back like this and i hope that he can get even a bigger role next year whether and it's probably not going to be with the thunder but with with another team
0: yeah i think he's he's been what people expected and maybe even a little bit more as far as a guy that's he's been good in the locker room he's come in and played a role there's nights where he plays just a little bit uh and he seems to be okay with that he's he's really bought into the thunder culture uh and it's it's good because i think i think he's he's nearing like the he could be like nearing the end of his career um but he's i think that he's on the upward trajectory at this point with the way that he's played. Uh, His per 36 numbers are nearing the best of his career. They probably actually, they are the best of his career. Here's his per 36. Uh, 15 points per game, 3.4 blocks, 2.6 assists, 13 rebounds. Yeah. Per per 36. He's, it's the best rebounding uh, average he's had per 36 in his career. It's the best block average he's had in his career. And it's close to the best steal rate um, in his career. So he's, He's, he's been exactly what you would have like envisioned, like plugging him in like as an NBA 2K player or something like that. He's been nearly perfect for this team as a backup center, and I think that we'll see his true value against these teams that play a little bit bigger, like the Memphises and Utah and teams like that.
1: Yeah, and kind of like Schroeder, these are two guys who you probably don't want starting on your team. Your, mm-hmm. your team's probably not good if they are starting, but they're incredible as backups. Like They feel like they're overqualified as backups, um, even though that's probably where they should be in this league.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Ross, Rossby, wants to know Would you rather get a Warriors tattoo on your face and the Thunder win four championships with Westbrook or avoid the tattoo but have Russell join the list of retired stars without a ring?
1: Okay, listen, neither of us are getting a Warriors face tattoo. <laughs> but, Andrew, let me switch up this question on you. I'll change it a little bit, okay? What if you had to shave your head uh-huh. and, and then get a warrior's tattoo? So your hair is going to grow back like within a month. You won't be able to see it. Mm-hmm. The Thunder still win four rings. And then it's just like a staring contest with <laughs> your hair for the rest of your life. Wondering if it's going to fall out. <laughs> would <laughs> I, you do that?
0: Yeah, I'd do that. Oh, <laughs> You would? Yeah, I'd do that. Also, would we be known as the catalyst for the championships?
1: Yeah, that would be kind of lame if you did it and you you like kept tweeting about it and no one's responding
0: to you if i could like be like on tv and be like hey this is the guy once he does this the thunder are now going to move forward and win four championships because he's getting this tattoo on his face uh i might do it then because then like that becomes like your your thing it's like i'm the guy who got the thunder four championships because i tattooed my face uh you were way too willing
1: to get uh players or other teams tattooed on your body
0: i know for a guy who has no tattoos <laughs> i'm teetering on the edge of just having full sleeves it's very dangerous <laughs> it is i'm worried about you and how big does the tattoo have to be could it be like so small like it looks almost like a mole on your face but it's like when you look in real close it's a warrior's mole Mm, we would would have to check with the uh the people (laughs) who are allowing this to happen (laughs) okay brad let us know can i can we get a warrior's mole instead (laughs) um at Cade colb is al baby Kicks playing pokemon let's go on switch if so what are his thoughts (laughs) if not what's he playing right now uh
1: well no the down to dunk resident pokemon expert is luke stevens is he Uh, playing i don't know if he, he got it or not but so you, you're gonna have to refer to luke for all your pokemon questions um i will say that i i'm very excited to see detective pikachu um you, are you gonna <laughs> take your kids to that andrew i don't even know it's what gonna that, be a
0: good i don't know what that is well you gotta look it up it looks really good oh is uh, it the live I... action yes what's it rated i don't know it'll be fine it's it's pokemon it'll be like pg it has to be pg i will say this my son has discovered pokemon cards and is super into them really my six-year-old son yeah he's very very much into them at this point i didn't realize they still have the cards oh my gosh yes wow yes it's still it's still very much a thing you can go to your local target and buy them from 4.99 to 9.99 i know this very well
1: (laughs) uh to answer his question i'm playing uh red dead redemption 2 which is the great game that actually might be sort of boring
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good take it's uh, really boring <laughs> <laughs> at jake Swee one two zero six four seven seven two where do you realistically think the thunder will end the season in offensive rating and where would you put the ceiling so right now they sit at 17th in offensive rating at a 107.9. They're tied with the Kings. They're better than the Pacers. They're behind a lot of other teams like the Lakers and Timberwolves and Nets and Mavs and Sixers. But where would you, where would you put the ceiling for this team?
1: Uh, I feel like back end of the top 10 would be ceiling. And then more realistic, I'm thinking like 10 to 12-ish range.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, anywhere between 10 and 13, like, that wouldn't surprise me. The 107.9, I think that they they could end up being closer to, like, a 109, 110 offensive rating for the season. I'm going to see what they are the last 10 games, and that might give us a little indication. So, the last 10 games, they are a 110.1. They're 12th in the last okay. 10, 10 games. That makes sense. Yeah. So, i I think that that number is a realistic number for this team moving forward. Maybe even a little bit lower, one hundred and nine. I think you know puts them in like the ten to fourteen range, which I think with when you if you can sustain the number one defense, then I think that that's okay to have that an offensive rating there. Right. Um, okay. At Kobe's, Kobe Zeller, <laughs> the mental part is the surprising. Hold on. The mental part is this surprisingly underrated in the NBA. This OKC team seems to be more united and committed as a group than ever. Uh, what are the top three teams in that regard right now? Man, the top three mental teams. They're mentally we got,
1: together. we got to do our mental rankings. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, normally you'd say the Warriors, but not this year.
0: Not the Warriors. I think the Nuggets probably qualify. I yeah, yeah also I think that the Raptors do this one fact makes me think that they do is that they sometimes start Serge Ibaka and sometimes start Jonas Valanciunas and a team that was like not united and moving in one direction together that would not fly
1: yeah that's true
0: and so I think the Raptors are probably near the top uh, probably the Clippers too like the Clippers could not be doing what they're doing right now if they weren't playing cohesively Because they're just like a bunch of guys. And a bunch of guys usually don't win games like this. Uh, And I think the Thunder are up there. I mean, honestly, to to have the number one defense without your best defensive player, it it says something about your team.
1: Yeah, definitely didn't have that last year.
0: No, not even close. Who would you take in a five-on-five, the Thunder bench or the Nets starting five? Assuming the Thunder bench is Dennis, Alex, Hami, Tupat, and Noel
1: okay so their current
0: this is from starting at, lineup. At, at d puzzle 23 by the way
1: so the net's current starting lineup is uh alan crabb um spencer dinwiddie mm-hmm. Jarrett allen ronda hollis jefferson and uh and russell why can't i remember russell's first name d'angelo d'angelo russell um i'd probably still take the nets but you know the, i mean I, I get his point his point is that this is one of the best benches that the Thunder have had in recent memory.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say that Schroeder is... Was shooter playing better than any Nets player? That would be like like the question for me. Because D'Angelo Russell's had a pretty decent season so far. He has. And so has Dinwiddie. He's been pretty solid. I'd probably take the Nets just because they have those two creators there. And the Thunder just have really just have one. Alex can do that in spots, but when you have Dinwiddie and d'angelo russell i think that both those guys can create off the dribble and create their own shot um so i think i'd take them i mean honestly if you if you could right now take the net starting lineup and make that the thunder bench would you do it yes okay there's your the answer right <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh, about uh ed davis just versus the thunder bench <laughs> ed davis is such a he's a smart nba guy isn't he he is but he, he hasn't he's doesn't get talked about as much anymore people are forgetting about it. we got to bring him back yeah he's got to be on a, like a decent team yeah to, to be mentioned because i i have <laughs> this is the first time i've heard the name ed davis this whole season <laughs> <laughs> um at julian thompson we talked about uh trevor Ariza trade already uh let's see lots of
1: what about t- the panicked waddle okay right?
0: yes uh at panicked waddle Considering the role that he plays and his perfect fit with the rest of the roster, how many other NBA centers would you realistically take over Adams right now?
1: So I was trying to make sure I wasn't going to forget anyone. Okay. So I Googled top 10 NBA centers. And I found this article written on December 3rd, mm-hmm. 2018. So just a few days ago. It was by a writer for the OrlandoMagic.com, and it appeared on the NBA.com website. I want to tell you how helpful this list was for me. First of all, Stephen Adams did not appear on this list. Okay. Uh, second of all, DeAndre Ayton did. Okay. At, at number eight, ahead of Mark Gasol, oh. who is at number ten. Okay. Uh, so, so wasn't wasn't super helpful. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think I think there's only like six, maybe seven guys you should even have a conversation about. Yeah which are Embiid, jokic gasol anthony davis gobert towns and then maybe horford but so i based on this season alone i say we rule out gobert i would rather have adams for this team Mm -hmm. um i think i would rule out gasol he's been again a great season but i'd rather have adams athleticism and the injury stuff
0: scares you a little bit
1: yeah yeah um jokic is i like i think he's better than steven adams but i don't know if he would fit as well i mean maybe you just take him because he's a better player and you see what happens so i think like the main two that i'm for sure would be anthony davis and and Mm Embiid, and then what do you think about towns you probably just take towns because you take towns
0: yeah i I mean if we're talking moving forward too i think that you have right you'd have to take have to take Towns. His ceiling is a lot higher. You may lower your ceiling this season, but I think you raise it for the rest because, I mean, he could be a guy that could carry your franchise in 2025. You know? Right. I mean, like if you have a chance to do that, you have to do it. Um, Yeah, The Jokic one is is super interesting because, obviously, Jokic is way better uh, than Steven Adams. If you switch those, I mean, the Nuggets are probably not very good. Um, But I... I just don't know that he... He just doesn't fit well with Russell Westbrook, I don't think. And that for that reason, I would take Steve, just because he's, he's perfect next to Russell. He's an amazing rebounder. He's a great defensive anchor for this team. Uh, and this team, I don't think that Jokic... He obviously ch- will change the offensive identity some, but to me, he's a guy that, to be super effective, he needs the ball in his hands. And he's not going to have it over Russell. He's probably not even going to have it over Paul George. And so i just don't see the fit there i think that his fit with the nuggets is almost perfect because he's surrounded by guards that aren't necessarily like great pick and roll guys they're guys that run off screens and whatnot so i mean he's in the perfect situation for him to flourish and i think if you put him in okc it's a kind of a clunky fit uh i also think that russell would probably yell at him all the time about how chubby he is so i just don't know if it's good for his self-esteem either
1: (laughs) so uh nice of you to think about that
0: (laughs) Uh, but Embiid no question that dude is like he's an MVP candidate and he's a defensive anchor and he can score in every way that you want him to and the same with Anthony Davis I mean there's just no yeah. question but I think the other ones I think fit comes into comes into play it's either age or fit come into play where like Gasol you're like yeah I got this Marcus all better than Steven Adams today yeah maybe but he's obviously not going to be better than him next season I don't think um and also just the fact that Steve is still young and developing. I think he's gotten better this season, too. So uh, for that reason, I just don't think there's a lot of guys that you'd take. Um, so that's a good question. Uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. There's a <laughs> there's a gif of, uh, of a haircut. Uh, Uh, steve Thunderfan implies steven adams might get a haircut soon due to the frequent comparison to aquaman what hairstyle would you love to see the big kiwi rock next
1: well i don't i don't think you can cut it because he spent so much time growing it out you don't want to just give all that up so i just think you do something different i'm saying cornrows ew (laughs) long really long cornrows you could really hurt somebody with those that's true. They'd be swinging all around. I'd like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I. What if he just one day showed up to the practice arena with the clean shaven, like clean Ugh. cut that he had whenever he first Ugh. came into the league? Wouldn't
1: he'd be he'd be worse. He would get worse. It would be shocking. It would be shocking. Would blame it on him.
0: It would be so shocking to see that. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't like that at all. <laughs> it's too much of a part of his identity it is yeah i i don't think i don't think he'll cut it i mean i'd be i would be surprised if he did it's it is it's way too much it's it's too much of his identity at this point you're right for him to just let all that go um, but yeah well i guess i guess we'll see only time will tell as luke would say uh, i would
1: love to see harden without a beard though that i'm, I'm waiting for that one day yeah it would look kind of gross too i feel
0: like <laughs> it would look really weird uh, at Detally live if our baby cakes was fueled only by rockets reddit posts how many times could he orbit the earth wow great great question DTally. i would have to say
1: 44 million times also known as the amount of dollars chris paul is going to make in 2022 <laughs>
0: Oh, I like that. Uh, at Ben King, should Patterson go back to his old diet and more caffeine? He's go back to eating. He said like he would eat like a box of cereal every night or something. Uh, or
1: Patterson. This team is so good that like he is the one obvious weak link. So we just all have to
0: focus on him.
1: Yeah. It, I mean it, it used to be Ferguson. It was definitely Ferguson like the first couple weeks. Yeah. But it, it is firmly Tupac right now.
0: Tupat is our new Kyle Singler. I guess it's the guys that make five million dollars and like are okay. I mean I right. guess Singler wasn't even okay. Like Singler deserved all of it. Um but Patterson <laughs> really doesn't. Like he's had he's had some good games this season. He'll uh, be fine. Uh app and elephant king would you rather the rockets not make the playoffs or the rockets barely squeak in and get pummeled by the one seed
1: this is tough at first i was thinking i'd rather have them get the worst draft pick yeah but but it's really only probably five spots and i don't know if there'd any be anything funnier than them missing the playoffs they've made the playoffs six seasons in a row they've never missed when harden's been there it really would be a dream come true what if i add that the thunder are the one seed see now i don't want them (laughs) (laughs) i I don't want to risk losing to the rockets that would be the oh
0: no no you get they pummel them they get oh oh, they get as as a part of the tweet they get pummeled by the one seed but i'm still scared i don't i don't trust the tweeter (laughs) i don't trust them what if you're guaranteed the thunder would sweep the rockets in round one
1: I don't trust your guarantees. <laughs> We've already talked about how I've, I could have made the karma gods mad. This is exactly what they would do to me, Andrew. <laughs> we would get to the playoffs, we'd be playing the Rockets, and then we'd lose in the 1-8 matchup.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have an answer to the NBA analogy game? No, I couldn't okay. come up. Uh, I I had I didn't have time to look at it. Sorry, Ben Elephant King. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. This ended up being a longer show than I thought it would be. Uh, I am on location, so if you are listening, you're like, "Why is it so noisy?" It's because I'm on the road. So just leave me alone. Uh, come follow- on, stop by. <laughs> come on, stop by here with the um, Please follow Alex on Twitter at albabycakes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K Schlecht. You can find our podcast at Down to Dunk. We appreciate you guys leaving five star iTunes reviews. You Guys, keep rolling them in. I know there's still a ton of you guys that haven't done that. If you listen uh, three times a week and you just haven't had time to do that, just just make time today. Two minutes, I promise you. That's all it takes to do that. So we'd appreciate that. That helps us in a number of ways. I uh, hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk again on Friday morning.